What's up, friends? We are talking about eggs today. I love eggs from my head down to my legs. You're welcome. I hope you turn that up loud. And I also hope you sing that to your children or your nieces or your nephews. Every time you make eggs, I sing it to my kids. They get super annoyed, <laughs> but I do it anyways. Uh, we're going to be talking about eggs today. Are they even good for you? My top three egg hacks. And I just... I gotta tell you guys, I love eggs, if you didn't notice by my song. <laughs> from everything from huevos rancheros to burritos and baking, I have so many uses for eggs. And I love that they are delicious, but they're also a excellent. I'm gonna be corny this whole time, guys. <laughs> they're an excellent protein source with high bioavailability, meaning the protein that's in eggs is really available to the body to be turned into muscle, making us strong. My love and appreciation for eggs, honestly, it really intensified when we raised chickens. So my husband got this like bee in his bonnet randomly one day and was like, I want chickens. And his whole thing was like, I want to teach our boys more about where food comes from. And, you know, I was so on board with this. So I'm like, let's do it. We sent the kids to my parents for a weekend and we built a chicken coop and put them in a little in the back corner of our yard. And voila, we had chickens. We bought Chickadee, Blackie and Nugget were the three names of our first chickens. Um, sadly, Nugget did become a Nugget to our ferocious German Shepherd. That was a lesson learned. Um, and we learned a lot through this. Like we learned that owls can find chickens and get into their coop and also get them. And we also learned that they have a big heart. Listen to this. So we did get an, we had an owl attack and this was, um, after the first three, we'd bought a couple other sisters and one of the owls took one of the sisters. Well, the other one totally fine, like not a scratch on her body, but it was devastated. She was heartbroken and she stopped eating. We kept checking her. We we're like, she's okay. Nothing's physically wrong. My husband, he he loved these chickies like his children. He would go out every morning with his coffee, feed the chickies. He was so cute. But he'd go check on this sister and she just got sick. And one day he goes out there and he cuddles her, holds her, and she died in his arms. How sad is that? <laughs> Nature is just beautiful and nature is metal and it's just, yeah, we learned a lot. But I will say that having chickens really increased my appreciation for eggs and their flavor and, you know, the work that goes behind putting those little eggies on your plate. Yeah, it was just a really cool experience. We don't have chickens anymore. We moved to a new house and getting chickens back in this house is actually on my bucket list for 2022. So more to come on that. I, I love eggs. I loved having them, but what's the story with them? Like, are they good for us? How do they impact our gut health? What the heck is the American Heart Association saying about them? Because they keep changing their mind. So we're going to dive into all of that for you ladies today. Most importantly, I'm excited to share my top three egg hacks because there are some ways to make them they're already healthy, but ways to make them even healthier and tailor them to your needs. So I'm going to talk about those today. Really tactical stuff today, guys. Um, get notes out. Get ready to jazz up your eggs. Before we dive in, I've got a question from a listener. Guys, this is something that is newer on my website, but I want to know what you want to know. So go over JessBrownRD.com, click on podcast. There is an orange button on there that says, Ask Jess. You guys can record it straight from your phone. You can say your name. You cannot say your name. I don't really care how you want to throw it out there, but I want to know what you want to know. 
So I've got a question from a listener for today that I'm going to pull up on here and give it a shout out before we dive in. So let's see what the question of the day is. Hey Jess, I wanted to ask you what your tips are of being a mom of two little girls, making sure that they have positivity towards food, body image, and raising them the best way possible with that mindset. I myself have had issues, so I wanted to do the best for them. Hi friend, thank you so much for this question. I want like thank you one for submitting it, but mostly thank you on behalf of the next generation of women who need women like you to ask these questions and be the light. So just the fact that you're considering this and wanting to know how to be the best example for your girls, I already have so much faith in you and know that you are a light. Keep it up. But here's a couple tactical tools that you can take to ensure that you're leading your girls down this path of body positivity and having a healthy relationship with food. So number one is this idea of body acceptance and really demonstrating that all bodies are good bodies. I always use the analogy of dogs. Like I have a Yorkie who's a three pound Yorkie and I have a German Shepherd who is massive and big and fierce and sheds a lot. (laughs) And they're both dogs, but they're in completely different bodies. And I love them for the exactly the kind of dog that they are. Humans are just like this. Humans come in all different shapes and sizes, different skin colors, different hair types. I mean, we're all so uniquely made. We love them, all shapes and sizes for who they are. So introducing terms like all bodies are good bodies, ensuring that you don't have a scale in your house that you're using um, in irresponsible ways or in ways that would create an obsession with the scale, complimenting, oh, this is a big one, complimenting your girls on their actions and their characteristics before you compliment on how they look. And this is hard because we are trained when a little girl walks up to look at what she's wearing and go, oh, you look so pretty. And guys, I do it too. It's hard not to. I mean, they look so cute when they have like tutus and bows on. (laughs) But this is something we're doing. We're instilling this idea that how they look is the most important thing when they walk into a room. So complimenting them just maybe first on something else. Like, gosh, your smile is contagious and it makes me feel good. Your laugh is something that I can hear so far away and makes other people want to laugh. You have a really good sense of humor. I notice your leadership skills. Like, let's get really granular on the things that make them who they are. And then we can say, oh, and I really like your bow. Oh, and your dress looks really pretty. Because of course, you know, I'm still girly. Like we like that stuff, but let's not make it the focus. Okay, so that's number one, demonstrate body acceptance. Honestly, I could do a whole podcast on that. Maybe I will. (laughs) And then number two is do the work yourself and where you struggle, know that you're human and that's okay to talk about. I have worked in the clinical setting with eating disorders for over a decade. And the teenagers that I see struggling with food and body acceptance you know, they honestly, they pick up on a lot of it from the parents and those parents are no different than any other parents because I think most, I think it's safe to say most women struggle with this. The difference is they tried to hide it or they didn't want to talk about it or they didn't do the work themselves. They're struggling because they see their parents struggle and instead of their parents talking to them honestly and openly about it, they just take on some of those disordered behaviors or they try to like rebound and do the opposite of what their parent does. So if you're a parent and you've struggled with this, I want you to know you're not alone. Like 98% of women struggle with this stuff. Let's just talk about it. 
Talk about it with your daughters. Let them know, hey, I've not been perfect on this, but here's what I have learned. And here's where I'm continuing to learn. And here's what I'm doing to take care of myself. Like they need to know you're human too. And that it's okay to have these conversations. So doing the work yourself, continuing to be a learner, which you are because you're here asking this question and you're listening to podcasts, you're learning and growing yourself, but then knowing that it's okay to admit that you don't have it all figured out. When I have a parent that has this open dialogue with their, their daughter, it's amazing what happens. Their daughter is able to feel safe and bring her struggles. And then instead of internalizing any stuff she has with body and food, she talks about it with mom and then they can work through it. And that's, isn't that humanity at its best? Like, let's just take the things we struggle with and talk about them because to think we're not going to struggle is crazy. We're going to, no one gets out of this life unscathed. I hate that, but it's true. (laughs) So we just have to learn how to do it. Like Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. Keep up the good work, mama. You're doing a great job. And I've got faith in you to lead these girls down a body positive path. And when, if and when they, for any reason, don't, they get tripped up, I know you're going to be able to have those hard conversations. So much love for this question. Thanks for asking it. And best of luck to you. What's up, food friends? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jazz, and if you're new here, I'm so happy you are here. I am a body bully warrior, food freedom guru, nutrition nerd with a capital R-D. Get it? For registered dietitian. (laughs) I am here to help you become an empowered eater. I'm dishing out nutrition fun with a side of science as we learn how to let go of guilt and that all or nothing mentality. I'm an eating disorder and insecurity-filled girl turned energizer bunny who just has an insatiable appetite for life. I'm a speaker, founder, and certified eating disorder and sports nutrition specialist. I'm fueled by faith, delicious food, and lots and lots of fun. I am in your corner cheering you on because I know you have this inner awesome, and we just need to fuel it right. We need to fuel it with the right food, the right mental thoughts, the right relationships. I'm here to fuel your awesome with the nutrition info that supports you, empowers you, mental strength training, and confidence that radiates regardless of your body shape. This show is for the woman who wants to eat healthy but doesn't quite know what that looks like. The girl who's trying to break up with diet culture because she finally realizes there is no such thing as a perfect body but also kind of scared that if she lets that go, she's settling. The mama who's trying to take care of herself and feed a whole entire family all before running out the door at 7 a.m. The college grad trying to get her feet on the ground and wondering if being healthier or skinnier or prettier would help. And the superwoman out there who is absolutely crushing life but still feeling like it isn't enough. Oh girls, the struggle is real. But you know you hold an inner awesome and I know you know this because you're here. You downloaded this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning in. So if you're ready to be the healthiest version of yourself, here we go. Food freedom means food is just food, and you can channel that energy you used to use to obsess about food and your body, you know, like all that, changing your outfit a hundred times or weighing food over and over. Now we take that energy and we can channel it towards serving your purpose, your family, your work, your inner awesome. It's so crazy how there's this ripple effect when we allow ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves. Our family feels it, our work feels it, girls, the world needs it. I'm stoked to be in your corner. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at JessBrownRD or check out all my resources, JessBrownRD.com. All right, Superwoman, are you ready to channel that inner awesome? We're going to take it up to the next level. Grab a cup of coffee, lace up your running shoes. Let's dive into today's show.
right, let's talk about some eggs. So first things first, what is the story? Are they good for me? Are they not? What in the world? Guys, in the 1960s, the American Heart Association came out and said, you can't eat them. Like, don't have more than, I think it was two per week. Um, and there's been a lot of changes since then. So let's get down to the details here. First things first, eggs are an efficient and rich source of proteins and vitamins. Guys, they're packed with protein. They've got about six grams of protein per large egg. Most of that is gonna be in the egg white. And then they're loaded with micronutrition. Vitamin D, one of my faves, because y'all know I love me some vitamin D. It's linked to so much of our overall health, our hormone balance, our immune system strength, and lots of us are coming up low on vitamin D. Sidebar, if you haven't had your vitamin D checked, get your vitamin D checked. I was low last year, I think, or two years ago. My husband was low, so it's, yeah, it happens to a lot of people. Most clients that come see me are low, and we gotta correct it. And vitamin D is in eggs. See, I get sidetracked so fast. <laughs> Going back to eggs, it's packed with vitamin D. It's also got something called choline in it, which is gonna be something that helps with metabolism and liver function. It's also super important for brain development, specifically fetal brain development. So all you pregnant mamas out there, eggs are your besties. Egg yolks are also good for the eyes. They have a significant source of lutein, which can be found to reduce the risk of cataracts and muscular degeneration. I don't want that. I mean, that is the leading cause of blindness in people who are 55 or older, and eggs can be helpful in preventing that. Now, on the other side, egg yolks are also known for their cholesterol. So we've got the egg that's loaded with nutrition, but the yolks, that's where we start to get a little gray when it comes to eggs. Typically, a large egg contains about 186 milligrams of cholesterol, which is more than half the amount that's recommended or was previously recommended for daily consumption according to the USDA. This was actually updated in 2015 because there was a lack of scientific evidence to support that adding dietary cholesterol directly increased serum cholesterol. There were a couple landmark studies that came out. One of them was done on nearly half a million Chinese adults over nine years, and they found that one egg per day actually led to lower risk of heart disease and stroke. And experts had to point out that these participants, though, were not following a Western diet. So we have to think within the context of the study. Another study that was published um, last year, this was in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, they found that eating at least 12 eggs a week for three months did not increase cardiovascular risk for people with type 2 diabetes and prediabetes. So these are folks who are at higher risk and having them that frequently did not increase their risk. So it was studies like this that actually led to the USDA adjusting their overall recommendations and taking eggs off the official quote bad list. Y'all know I don't believe in good or bad lists, but apparently the USDA does sometimes. And, and they really pinned eggs as something that was not recommended on a regular basis, but they've changed that. And a lot of it had to do with the lack of individuality that was associated with that general recommendation that eggs are bad for you, which is, again, why I don't believe in good or bad food lists because usually it's individualized. <laughs> so for example, it's speculated that there is a genetic predisposition to responding to dietary cholesterol. It's estimated that as few as 7% are responders to dietary cholesterol, meaning that when they eat dietary cholesterol, it actually increases their overall health and cardiovascular risk. So in other words, some people can eat cholesterol and have no response while others can eat an egg just here and then, and they can show elevated total cholesterol or markers of risk. So 
This, of course, has to be evaluated in the context of your genetics, your background, your family history, and then your overall diet. So, for example, if someone's eating eggs daily alongside fruit and veggies and they exercise on a regular basis, the body's going to react differently to those eggs and that cholesterol as opposed to someone who's eating eggs daily in a burrito with bacon and a sugar-sweetened latte. So we got to look at it in like big picture overall context and think of how that applies to you. All that being said, the American Heart Association has officially changed their recommendation from a couple of eggs a week down to one egg or two egg whites per day for people who eat them as a part of a healthy diet. I did read an article that they're actually debating this again, but as of right now, that's their stance on it. And I think with you, here's what we need to know. Like first things first, know your own risk. So this means talking to your doctor or your dietitian, getting your lipid profile, your cholesterol tested, knowing and understanding your family history. Like if you have parents who have a history of high cholesterol heart disease, this is something that you need to be aware of and paying attention to. If you're someone who personally has a higher risk or has a history of elevated cholesterol, adding eggs daily may not be in your best interest. Having things like what egg whites or even better, having things like oatmeal with collagen protein powder and blueberries for breakfast as opposed to eggs at all, it's going to be something that better serves you. So if you guys fall in this category, I still think that you can get something out of the next three tips because I've got little nutrition nuggets in with all of these recipes. So even if it may not apply to adding, you may not be able to add these tips to eggs. I know you can add them to other things. So for those of you that are egg lovers and looking for ways to fluff up your eggs, fancy up your eggs, just make them more nutrient dense. I'm so excited to share my top three favorite things to do with them. Because I, as I mentioned, I'm an egg lover, lover, but I want to make sure I'm getting the most out of them. So number one, my top egg tip is, y'all know I'm an advocate for protein. And if you've listened to any of my protein tips, I always say get at least 20 to 25 grams of protein at every single meal. Like that's the bare minimum. Considering eggs only have about six grams per egg, we've got to do some adjusting. So typically I recommend having two eggs plus two egg whites or two eggs plus about a third cup of egg white if you're using a carton, because that's gonna give a, get us above that 20 gram threshold. It's really interesting, like if you're making scrambled eggs, even over easy eggs, just adding in those little bits of extra egg whites doesn't really change the flavor, but we double the protein that we're adding and we give our body what it needs to start the day off right. Number two, add nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast is a gold mine for flavor and nutrition. Guys, it's got this really cool umami flavor. I compare it to kind of like a cheese replacement. And it's something that I would test small and then add more as you, you get accustomed to it. And if you like it, most people I know are really weirded out by it at first. They're like, what is nutritional yeast? That sounds gross. Or they already have tried it and they know how delicious it is. But you add it in and it's It's surprisingly wonderful, and I don't think the name matches the flavor at all. It packs eight grams of protein in just a quarter cup. That's a lot of protein. So adding this to our eggs is going to up our protein even more. On top of that, nutritional yeast is loaded with B vitamins, specifically the B12 vitamin, which any vegetarians or vegans out there, we need a little bit extra of that B12. So adding them to your eggs, although if you're a vegan, you're not eating eggs, 
So <laughs> I guess that doesn't apply to you, but you can add it to your pasta or your, I guess, I don't know how it would taste on oatmeal. I've never tried that. I'm not sure those flavors would mix. Anywho, if you're a vegetarian, adding uh, nutritional yeast to your eggs would be awesome. But if you've got a kid who's a vegan and just knowing that nutritional yeast is loaded with B12 and it's a great food to add. All right, my third favorite egg fluff up is literally fluffy eggs, making something I call fluffy eggs. I've mentioned this before. Uh, my husband is the one who got into this and eggs have never tasted the same or better. Like I just can't eat anyone else's eggs. So here's what you do. You're gonna get a pot. You're gonna put a little bit of butter or spray or whichever you'd like on the pot and let it melt. Then you're gonna crack your egg ratios on there. So whatever you're doing, the two eggs, two egg whites, however you're doing it, we'll crack that in the pot and we're just gonna take a spatula and we're gonna stir it. Stir, stir, stir. We're gonna do that for about 30 seconds. Then we're gonna take the pot off the hot burner and we're gonna to continue to stir for another 30 seconds. Then we're gonna put it back on, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, on, off, on, off. And we'll do that until the eggs are thoroughly cooked. Now, as soon as they're looking cooked, we're gonna take it off the hot burner and we're gonna throw like a large dollop of fat-free Greek yogurt in there and mix it up. Guys, what this does is it creates a really creamy consistency. The Greek yogurt and the dairy actually stop the eggs from continuing to cook and leaves them in this really delicious fluffy egg space. I mean, it's so incredibly good. We make my son these eggs. We call them fluffy eggs. And when we go out to restaurants, he's always like, what's wrong with these eggs? Like we've spoiled him <laughs> with the fluffy eggs. It's a great way to eat eggs. Um, it also adds extra protein because we're putting in some Greek yogurt. Um, it's gonna thin out some of the fat because we're actually filling it with some of that Greek yogurt and it makes egg whites fluffy too. So if you're kind of wary of the egg white thing that I talked about at the beginning, this is a way to um, get them to feel a little bit more like scrambled eggs. Mm, okay, who's hungry now? <laughs> I'm gonna actually go make myself some eggs right now. It's lunchtime but I had like a quicker breakfast this morning. So, you know, people, breakfast for dinner is a thing. I'm gonna have breakfast for lunch. So <laughs> I hope y'all try out some of these egg tips. I wish you all the most excellent breakfast in the near future. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys next time. Hope you have a wonderful day. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.